0: Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast. Join me today, he's the author of 14 Days in Beijing. It's Chancellor Jackson. How are you doing today, Chancellor?
1: Hey, man. Blessings and balance to you and blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in right now, man. For real. Appreciate you for having me. Well,
0: we're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your Rise to the Challenge. What we like to do with our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what were you involved in growing up.
1: All right. So, yeah, I'm from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, For those that are familiar with the Atlanta area, I'm from Smyrna specifically. So it's just northwest of Atlanta, right outside the city. Um, born and raised here. Uh, played football That a good portion of my life. I played football for nine years, eighth grade, all the way through college. Um, very easy going, laid back, chill dude. You know what I'm saying? Very likable. Um, friendly. Friendly. Uh, just peaceful, honestly. Just a good spirit overall. Um, yeah, so I played football in high school and all the way in college as well. I went to Stets University, D1 school down in Florida. Those that are football fans, I'm a DB at heart. I played every position in the secondary unit. Free safety, strong safety, corner, nickel corner, you name it. For so show for show. Um, and once football came to an end, uh, my last year, my senior year of college, you know what I'm saying? started applying for jobs. Um, and, and ain't really land nothing. <laughs> I was applying for jobs about eight months, but I ain't land nothing until like July. And the first job to tell me yes, after eight months of applying to different positions for different companies, all basically domestically, the first job to tell me yes was on the other side of the world in China. Wow. So, I took my son to China where I was uh, teaching English to children as young as three years old, all the way up to 14. Um, I was supposed to do a year and only ended up doing six months because um, I got locked up out there and did 14 days in a Chinese penitentiary, hence the book 14 Days of Beijing. But, you know what I'm saying, I came back to America. Now I teach still, um, coach high school football, DBs, of course. Um, I'm a mentor, life coach. Uh, with this nonprofit organization um, called the you may Foundation, and um, yeah, man, just running a couple marathons, trying to get established, selling books. You know what I'm saying? A steady marketing and pushing. my um, already published writings, and you know what I'm saying? I still got more stuff to come that's in the woodwork. So just you know what I'm saying? Just man, just a jack of all trades, like I, I like to consider myself.
0: So what caught your eye with football when you started playing at a young age? What made you want to play it? Was it an athlete that was on TV or someone inspired you? Tell me that kind of background.
1: Um, just because, like, as kids, like, we always played, especially at recess in school or, you know what I'm saying, I, the neighborhood I grew up in, we had two big, fields, so. fields. We always play football. I'm saying, just in our free time. So, just playing it from just like a like a street sport aspect was like, dang! I really enjoy it. It's like one sport I enjoy playing, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So, it was like I definitely want to play organized football. Um, so that's what um, really grew my interest to really get into it. And it was it, it was a it was a bumpy road at first, just because I like I ain't started playing since eighth grade. Most people have been playing football since they was knee high to a bullfrog. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kids. So you know, I was a late bloomer. You know what I'm saying? Especially just learning football. You know what I'm saying? The fundamentals and just really you know what I'm saying? The organization part aspect of it. Um. So once I was able, it took me literally a whole year, a whole season to get acclimated and for the game to slow down for me a little bit. So came the following year of my freshman year of high school. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I wanted to start in free safety position on my freshman football team and just work my way up the ladder in the rankings from that point on. You know what I'm saying? I was always an underdog when nothing was ever given to me. So I had everything I was able to accomplish with football. I got it at the mud myself, you know what I'm saying? So all of that definitely fine tuned and just uh, helped me evolve into the man that I am today. You know what I'm saying? Just great sense of discipline, work ethic, accountability, Um, a leader. Um, Yeah, man, just, yeah, I'm gonna go get her for sure, for sure. (laughs) sure. Do you
0: think if you didn't play football, those qualities that you found in yourself when you were playing football, you wouldn't found at that time? Or do you think football helped you grow as an individual? Yeah, if
1: I didn't play ball, I have no clue what type of individual I'd be. Where I would be uh, man and crazy that's, that's crazy to really think about cuz it's like man football was such a huge part of my life and like i shaped my i literally shaped my identity around it like i embodied being a football player a student athlete to the best ability that i could be you know what i'm saying i wanted to do it the right way do all the small things right the little things you know what i'm saying um just i definitely wanted to set myself apart from the rest of the pack um even though I probably I wasn't the most athletic or I wasn't the most I wasn't the fastest so you know what I'm saying so it's like I had to do something to set myself from the pack you know what I'm saying with you know what I'm saying in comparison to the rest of my teammates you know what I saying, we play this sport so um definitely my football football taught me a lot especially at the collegiate level cuz now it ain't you know what I'm saying it's a little bit more business mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I'm saying at this level you know what I'm saying it, yeah we man. you learn a lot and just the depths of the game real for real like man football is a in- in-depth in complex sport it ain't just a bunch of individuals on the field just running into each other, into each other like rams you know what I'm saying like no nah, it's it's a blood sport it's a barbaric sport for sure but no nah, it's very very strategic and you can't be no idiot and be no bonehead playing the sport you know what I'm saying and truly truly excel at it for sure for sure you just had that iq and you know what I'm saying knowledge of, you know what I'm saying, just the game and your position and, you know what I'm saying, all of that, like, it's it's really, really, really levels, levels too. And that's with any sport, for real, for real, any sport, but, you know what I'm saying, football is the ultimate team sport, I feel like. <laughs>
0: was football something that you wanted to do long-term career-wise, or what was that dream job that you were wanting?
1: Honestly, I had no clue. It always changed, especially the older I got. Like I mean, when I was in elementary school, I wanted to be the first Black president of the United States and then came along Barack and I'm like, well, <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I could still do it, but it's like, man, just, it ain't going to be the same. It's like, he already done did it. So it's like, uh, I'm, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. That ain't nobody really doing, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, ah, uh, somebody did it. Well, then lost this value there. <laughs> Let me find <laughs> something else. And play, started playing ball. Of course, everybody, every anybody that plays sports at a young age or just growing up, your end goal is to, for the most part, your end goal is to make it to the leagues, the professional. You know, what I'm saying, aspect of it, um, but not everybody's going to make it to that level. You know, what I'm saying. So, uh, after you know saying, once I realized, I didn't re- even really realize that you know, what I'm saying, NFL wasn't going to be like feasible until like I'm in college. I'm mm-hmm. already in college. And that's when it really hit me, because I'm just going through so much adversity and politics. I'm just like, man, if I'm dealing, and I was dealing with it in high school, too. So I'm like, if I was dealing with it at these lower levels, man, I can only imagine the BS that goes on when it's strictly, strictly business. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Everybody here getting paid. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm already knowing it's even uglier at that, you know what I'm saying, at that level. So it's like I was like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really good. At this point, I'm content with it as far as I made it, because I would made it further than most people I know. For mm-hmm. sure. Even people I don't know, I know I still made it further than the, the other millions, the hundreds of thousands of high school football players that was around in my class. So you know, I, was, I was I was at peace with it. I was cool, you know what I'm saying? So it from that point on, that's when it was like, okay, Chancellor, who are you? Who are you? You know what I'm saying? Football is over with, you know what I'm saying? You got to... That's no longer the identity. You can't put that mask on anymore. So, who are you, bro? Hmm. Damn, that's a good question, (laughs) Chance. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I got to have a conversation with like, man, I got to re-identify myself all over again because I identify as one thing for so long. So, And that aspect right there, man, it can make or break an individual depending on just their mental toughness, emotional toughness, and spiritual toughness. For sure, for sure. If all that ain't intact, then man, that can ruin you. I've seen it firsthand. That's why I'm saying that. I've seen it firsthand. Football could be the, the love of your life or, you know what I'm saying, be the worst thing that it happened to you, you know what I'm saying, just like, just based on how it plays out and how much you devoted to it and how much love you have for it. Like, I, I just haven't seen it firsthand. So, you know what I mean? It, it could be a good taste in your mouth or it could be a sour, bitter-ass taste in your mouth, you know what I'm saying, when it's all set and done. So, I was just fortunate. You know what I'm saying? Fortunate enough to have my taste in my mouth to be sweet and harmonious and satisfaction. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) During your time in college, was that, you talked about not identifying as just an athlete, but more than that. Was that your opportunity to kind of find different avenues, different paths that you kind of wanted to enjoy? Is that how the communication part came about also?
1: World, world. So, um, yeah, so like <laughs> it's funny because it was, it was a it was a, like I said, everything I was able to accomplish, I had to get out of the mud. You know what I'm saying? Nothing was given to me. So like I really ain't even figure out what school I was gonna Because I went like once at the end of my senior year of high school, I had this amount of offers, this amount of schools looking at me, coaches said, nah, hell no, nah, fuck no, hell no, nah, that wasn't the case at all. Here I am in the city. Here I ain't got no looks, I ain't got no colleges interested. I, I have nothing on my plate, so it's like I have to make something shake. I <laughs> don't you know how you understand, because I definitely want to play at the next level. So just me, you understand, know just a, I'm reaching out to coaches from all divisions, all different types of schools. You know, what I'm saying I'm just emailing, 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 applying to, applying to schools, getting in, reaching out to the coaching staff, see if where if I, if I could find a home when if next year. Um, and um Ended up applying to Stetson, got accepted, and uh, I was going down. I got I scheduled a, a an academic visit, you know what I'm saying, to go down there and um, shadow one of the students for a day, and they was going to give me money for it, like scholarship money to do it, so that, you know what I'm saying, it's a business trip, essentially, but I'm like, well, since I'm going to already be on campus, let me reach out to the coaches, you know what I'm saying, Yeah. them, so... Damn, so Tapped in with them. They like, oh, yeah, come, you You already going to be down? You know what I'm saying? They ain't got to go all that they way to, you know what I'm saying, make arrangements for me. So, like, I'm already going to be down there, bro. Like, what's up? So, they was like, oh, yeah, we'll tap in. We'll tap in with you. And so, I was able to set up a meeting time with them while I was down there and just all my efforts and, you know what I'm saying, everything, here it is, April. I got one more month till I graduate from high school. I still have no clue where I'm going. And... One of my friends, he texted me, hey, he said, hey boy, you know you're on Stasis roster. I said, huh? He sent me the <laughs> screenshot. I, I'm I'm looking at so I go to their website. Here I am. I done, I'm on Stasis roster. I'm like, oh shit. Oh damn. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that's how just all that played out. And it was funny when I went down in to visit originally, um, I was with the missions and they was like, Oh, uh, like, what do you want to major in? I said, What are you talking about? <laughs> What, 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 what are you talking about like, what, what, what is that they like what do you want to study when you get here i'm like oh shit, um, oh man i ain't even man i'm foot man i'm so my mind was so focused on football i that that was not the here nor there so like when she posed a question right there on, on the spot i'm like man i, I might have lost words I'm like that's something i just i just completely neglected i didn't even think about that so I'm just looking at the wall, all the majors. They got a wall of just all the majors that they offer. So I'm just looking at it, going through it. And my eyes land on communication and media studies. And when my eyes landed on that one specifically, I had a flashback to one time when I was in class and I heard a a, a classmate talking about the major. Like, yeah, communication, you'd be on TV, be broadcast, all all this stuff. I was like, okay. So when I seen communication, I flashback to that moment in class. I'm like, ah, I remember Shawty talking about that i'll go with that that's how that played out <laughs> <That's> <laughs> how it Played out for real and it really turned you know what i'm saying it played in my factor it played in my benefit for show sure, for show sure. just my spirit naturally and just how i am naturally like it was the perfect for me and like at the end of my freshman year i was um working with our broadcast production team at stetson so and there, that's why i'm I'm learning about audio control, like for our basketball games, controlling the audio, going in and out of commercials or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, stuff like that. I'm working the camera, filming the game. I'm doing interviews. You know what I'm saying? I'm interviewing all different types of people. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I was introduced to just that aspect of communication, which which made me pick it anyway, just because I flashback the conversation I had with Shouty, so. It was just, you know what I'm saying? It was just it was just crazy how everything came full circle. But I only did that my freshman year. After my freshman year, um the the boss that was a uh a head of the uh the broadcast production team, he went to another school. He got another job someplace else. So after he left, I'm like, Well, that's it for me. <laughs> back to <laughs> football, you know what I'm saying? Football I go. Um but just having that little bit of background though, definitely just played in my 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 benefit and um, just my willingness to just try different things. You know what I'm saying? I was RA, I was a resident assistant while I was in college for like what two and a half years. In addition to playing football, um, so when it was all said and done, I hung up to cleats. I'm like, okay, now I got to re-identify myself. Well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what I want to do. Well, the best thing I know, the best thing to do is to just try a bunch of different shit and figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yep. the best thing to do. So I'm just like, that's why I'm just applying to any and everything. I'm reading the job description. If I feel like I can do it, then I'm just gonna apply for it. Rather if I got the experience or the expertise or not, just because I'm like, but I know me. Uh, you know, what I'm, I'm a fast learner. Just show me the ropes, and oh, I'll take it and run with it for sure. So, um, yeah. To answer your question, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. When when you were applying for that job in a whole different country, were you nervous, like, when you got accepted, like, okay, I got to move across the world and I'm leaving everything at home? Or was this an opportunity for, like, a new start, a new opportunity, and really kind of showcase your skills?
1: Well, so, so mind you, I, my football career ended November 2017. So literally after, like, The last game of the season, I started applying for jobs. I'm getting flown out, put up in hotels, giving rental cars. I'm talking about getting the the whole nine, the luxury experience. I was doing this for eight months straight, and these are all corporate positions. I was applying for sales, management, marketing, all of that shit. I did this for eight months straight, and every single time, I got told no. When it was all said and done with, and the same excuse they kept giving me, oh, you like the experience, da 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 da. But it's like. Yeah, all knew that when I applied. Yeah, resumes. You knew that beforehand. So that's some BS in my in my opinion. That's some BS. But for show, sure. to each his own. I let them think whatever. Um. So. After eight months of doing that and you know what I'm saying having the same result happen, I'm like, okay, Chance, you gotta take a different approach at this job, such a thing, because clearly corporate ain't for you, bro. Like the universe is making it evident at this point. Like, bro, that's not that's not the way to go. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's when I took a different approach to my job searching. And you know what I'm saying? I came up, I just just doing my typical routine, just job searching. I came I stumbled across a filter. Um that, you know what I'm saying, for international jobs, I'm like, damn, why did I not think the thing, else? look outside the country for, you know what I'm saying, for opportunities? Let me see what see what the world's talking about. And that's when I seen, oh, teach English abroad in China. Hmm. Read the job description. I can do that. What's the requirements? There's only three of them. You have a bachelor's degree, and no matter what your degree is in, your degree could be in biology. <laughs> long, long, bachelor's degree. Clean background. All right, check, check, boom. What's the third one? A native English speaker. Yep. That's it. How do I apply? All you got to do is submit a resume. Literally, two clicks of a button. I ain't, it ain't going to take me to no other website. And I got to fill out this 100 question questionnaire. Damn, <laughs> you know I'm saying. I just submit a resume. I saw, them. boom, boom. All right, and I went on about my search. We Week, two weeks pass, I, within that two weeks, I do the interview, hear back from him. Yeah, we're going to move forward with you as a candidate. And I'm just like, I'm just like, bro, what is it like? The first job to tell me yes after all this time, all this trial and error, and soon as I take a different approach, come across some crazy shit and apply for it, I get it. There's no if, answer, buts about it at this point. <laughs> nope. I, I ain't, ain't no if, answer, buts about it at this point. Because here I am, I'm I done graduated. You know what I'm, I'm back home driving Uber. Like, bro, I didn't go to school for four years. I didn't do everything textbook. I didn't do everything the right way, quote unquote. Y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, there's no, no. We're not, no, nah, we're not, nah, we not doing that. So, you know what I'm saying? This is the first job tell me yes, hey, China want to rock with the kid? Hey, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, China. Let's see what's 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 popping for the show. And that's your born leader. And I was always interested in China as a kid. You know what I'm saying? that's that's an in, in introduction of 14 days. I flash back to um I flash back to a Saturday morning where I'm having breakfast with my mom and my little brother. Like we sitting down at the table eating and my dukes is like, hey, what's just randomly? I don't even know what possessed her to ask this. Just randomly. She said, hey, what's it, it's firecrackers going off in the, in the background. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> but she's like, hey, what's three places in the world y'all wanna go? I'll make sure we go. First place out of my mouth, China. She's looking at me crazy like. Why China? Like, you know what I'm saying? You was ready. You, you why China? That's where everything's made. That's all Yeah, that's That's what everything's made. You know what I'm saying? I just remember it's like, but you look on the back any product made in China, made in China. Yeah. I'm like, shit, why is everything made in China? What's going on in China there? You know what I'm saying? We ain't got why we ain't made it. So what's going on over there? That's I've always been interested in China, just at an early age. So with everything to come into fruition 15 years, 14, 15 years later, it's just like, hey man, it's universal right here. And it's the first job to tell me, yes. But, but, nervous, nah. Natural born elite. I'm a natural born leader. Natural born leaders don't get nervous. Hell nah. What? This it right here. This is what I've been waiting on. This is the, I'm like, they don't get no better in the first job than this. What, I get to live in a whole different country doing something I ain't, I never thought I'd be doing. You talking about football? Teaching? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm finessing class. You talking about now I gotta teach it. Oh man, what so it's just like it was I it was I already knew it was gonna be challenging for sure, but it's like, hey man, I'm a student athlete. We used to be challenged, that ain't nothing but a thing for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I ain't I was ready to go. My mind was made up for the most part. Almost I got a green light from the rest of my close friends, family members to like, hey man, do it. So I'm like man, you ain't said nothing but a word. Here I come for sure.
0: So, talk about that experience. What was what did you do? How was it? And how was that experience for you?
1: China was lit, man. Like everybody that asked me, like, man, "What was China like?" You know what I'm saying? But China was lit, man. I don't know if any, if any of you all have lived abroad before. Like, man, it's an experience of a lifetime. Us Americans, we don't get that experience just because we're here in America. We know a lot of foreigners. We know people that come from different countries, but as far as actually being that, that's something you I, you know what I'm saying, most of us never get experience. And I live I grew up in Georgia, I was raised in Georgia, so it's like now I went, you know what I'm saying, whatever high school, whatever school I entered, I was there until it was time for me to move on to the next level. So I went to the same elementary school, kindergarten through fifth grade, same middle school, sixth through eighth, same high school, night. So it's like I've never really had just that that new person experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ain't like, I just transferred to another school in the middle of the semester and okay, I'm with a fresh face, on, you know what I'm saying, on campus now, it's like, I've got, I never experienced that. So as I, for when I went to Florida and Florida is just a state below us. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't like, that's still too far off. It was a, it was a different degree for sure. In mm-hmm. comparison to here in Atlanta, but China was just like, man, the extreme. <laughs> so it's, I was, that was lit just to have that experience just being a fresh face, and, and I'm a, in a whole completely different land. I'm talking about culture, frequency, ethics, codes, you know what I'm saying, in all facets. Like, this is a completely different world. And so China was just China was lit. China was lit. The first two weeks, they put us up in a hotel um, to do our training for the job, of course, and to also look for apartments to, uh, to live in for the rest of our contract. And, um, Ended up finding an apartment on the east side of Beijing in Qingnanlu. And uh, it was a business district of Beijing. So I'm in, I'm in a section with folks that got money. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so it, it was beautiful. Like, you walk out of our apartment complex, we're in our, our complex. We got a corn store, like a little, little mama pop, little shop, grocery store. We got a barber shop in there. And of course, I didn't get my hair cut in there. But you know what I'm saying? It's multiple businesses within the neighborhood alone. Then you walk outside the neighborhood. It's a strip of another strip of just the business. We got another supermarket, uh, McDonald's, different restaurants and stuff. Walk a little bit further across. Now we got another market. You know what I'm saying? Is you know what I'm saying? More like an outdoor. You know what I'm saying? Is outdoors market. You know what I'm saying? But all your produce, you can find. You can find meats, everything. Man, how, it's like Walmart. But you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Just these just folks. That's just. Setting up shop, you know what I'm saying. So it's like we got a whole nother market right there, and then you, man, I'm talking about just across. You could see it as soon as you walk out the apartment. Just across the street this 14 floor mall called Joy City. Like especially don't let it be nighttime. Oh man, everything all lit up. Man, it, it was just crazy. Like it, it was a vibe. You know what I'm saying. And most of, working made my job made the experience even better. You know what I'm saying, because of course that's what I went to China to do. So like, if I don't enjoy work, that's gonna make or break the whole experience for me. Luckily, my work experience was harmonious. It was you know what I'm saying, it walked me into it, eased me into it, and the kids was lit. Kids made it all. You know what I'm saying, work while I'm working. Like I said, I'm working with children, like three years, three. You know what I'm saying, I'm working with jits. So it's like, all we doing is just playing games for the most part. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm 22 at this age, at this point in time, so like, I'm matching these kids' energy. You know what I'm saying? They ain't used to nobody doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, they made it worthwhile meeting the different foreigners and different people while I'm out there. Just like, man, what's y'all backgrounds like? Out of all places that I could have met y'all, like, I met y'all on the other side of the world and it, it ain't easy to get over here. So, it's just yep. like, man, that whole aspect is just, it, it, it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? So, just getting acclimated and learning the area and meeting different People, just everything's an adventure. Everything's an adventure. No so, matter what you're doing, going to the grocery store, an adventure. Going to the bank, an adventure. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I'm talking about the most simplest things you can think of that you do here in your everyday life. Do it someplace else where it's literally just taboo. They don't look like you. They don't speak your language. Like nothing is, is everything's going to be challenging just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So, man, exploring Beijing, uh, just oh man, China was amazing. I miss it finally. I do. I do. You know, I can't wait to live abroad again. I definitely see myself doing it again. Because it's like, man, that was an experience of a lifetime. And I would encourage everybody, if you are given the opportunity to, and you can do it, man, do it. Do it. You'll learn so much about life, yourself most importantly. And you know what I'm saying? Just the world uh, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Just because life is different no matter where you go. No matter where you go. It's still life, but it's going to be different for sure, for sure. So, yeah, man, China was lit, Not I miss it, for sure.
0: So let's talk about your book, 14 Days in Beijing. What was the events that made you want to write the book? And talk about that experience writing the actual book and reliving those moments.
1: World, world, world. So, um, so of course, I got locked up out there um, for 14 days. I would, so, so pretty much to set the tone of what all transpired for me to end up in that situation i'm gonna walk y'all through it for the most just how it everything played out for me to get into that uh predicament and this is all the first chapter that i'm gonna walk y'all through for the most part an alum sum. so it's april 4th 2019 it's a thursday so i have the day off um so i'm planning i got an event i want to slide to with some friends later in the afternoon you know what i'm saying just to hang out, do whatever we're going to do, just, par, you know, just parlay. You know what I'm saying? we just we cooling. So um, I go through my typical morning preparations. And all uh, right, uh, it's almost time to start getting ready. So it's like I want to pregame before I go to this event. Those that don't know what pregaming is, <laughs> say you or you and your friends, your cousins, whoever, you and a bunch of group of people, Y'all want to go out on a night full of festivities or a day full of festivities, have fun, all this type you know, all this, that and the other. Well, before y'all actually go out, like, Hey, let's meet up at my crib or somebody crib. Let's meet at some, somebody house. We're going to turn up at the house first. And then we're going to go out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get a little pregame going on. Then we're going to go out. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm a pregame before I slide to this event. Um, so I'm in, I'm in my apartment by myself. Listen to my music. I'm, uh, drinking some Chinese liquor, smoking some cannabis out of my little silver pipe. And once I I reach my crossfade, all boom, I'm ready to go. Make sure I got everything with the whoop. And amidst me getting ready, I hear a knock at the door. guess I'm unfamiliar, so I'm like, who at the door? Look through the people. It's three officers from the Beijing police. I'm just like, ooh, shit. Boy, this ain't the first time they didn't show up at the apartment. But why they're here again i have no clue but i'm assuming it's for the same reason they usually they pop up on foreigners randomly just to check your paperwork and documents just to make sure you aren't over there illegally so they did it to me prior they did it to coworkers of mine so i'm like okay they must do this more than once <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is a whole different set of officers from the first it is a different set of officers from the first time because I remember the first time vividly too um so scramble put everything up go open the door and they walk straight in. And the officer in front, he's sitting there talking to me. Now, no, and mind you, I I learned a little bit of Mandarin. Just enough to move and groove and work my one. You know what I'm saying? Make my way around. But as far as holding an in-depth conversation like you and I are having right now, it's not happening. <laughs> so he's sitting there talking to me. And it's written on my face, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so once he realized that, he pulls out his phone, goes to his uh, trans, his translator app he speaks into it shows me the phone i'm reading the translation are you on drugs hell nah what nah bro you tripping bro nah bro nah you tripping bro i don't know where you getting that from i'm i'm speaking to him like he can comprehend me but i'm like nah bro like i'm just nah nah he's speaking to the app again show me the translation are there any drugs in the house Bro, where are you getting this information? No, bro, you tripping, bro. Nah, bro, you tripping, bro. I don't know. what. It's some confusion going on, clearly. You, passport. Uh, yeah. Y'all came last time Passport. That's passport. You need to see my passport, bro. You got me confused with somebody else. So let me go grab my passport. So I went and grabbed my passport, visa, apartment, contract. I grabbed every of <laughs> documentation I had. I get to the living room, slapped it on the table. All right. This is what you need to look at, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. What type of time you're on. But this is what you need to look at. So, he's sitting there going through my documentation. The other two officers are just walking around the apartment. Just scanning it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't really looking into nothing, but they definitely got wandering eyes. You know what I'm saying? Just scoping the place out. And time progresses. Yeah, had me sit down at the dining room table. Time progresses. I'm just sitting my here trying to think, okay, what's going to happen next? What I'm going to do next? You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to think ahead. How I'm going to finesse this situation. And the missing me just, you know what I'm saying, just sitting there. I hear footsteps coming from down the hall. Because mind you, they never closed the door when they came in. The front door still open. So I hear footsteps coming from down the hall. I'm like, who is that? Lean back. It's so another officer approaching the apartment. He got something in his hand. I ain't paying him no mind because I'm just steady. I'm in my head. I'm just reflecting, like, just trying to scheme. Of what I, What can I do next? You know what I'm saying? The finesse the situation. So the officer enters the apartment and hands the item he has in his hand to the officer that I was originally speak, speaking to. And that officer communicates to me using body gestures to into the cup. So it was a drug test right there on the spot. And literally, once he communicated that, I was just like, and it was probably written on my face like, it's over with. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, it's over with, boy. I just got done smoking, man. Three minutes prior to y'all knocking on my is it's, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet. So do the drug test. Failed the drug test, of course. And in the midst of all of this happening, more officers enter the apartment. One of them speaks English fluently, so he's just sitting here, pretty much interrogating me about failing the drug test. Where I get the weed from? When was last? He just want to know anything, any information I can give him in regards to a supplier. Now, mind you, I'm lying, of course. I'm high out my mind, and I'm panicking. So. I'm just shooting the shit with him. You know what I'm saying? Everything he asked me, first to come to my head, I'm just blurting out. You know what I'm saying? Just We just going back and forth, back and forth. Once he realized that I wasn't going to give him any info, <laughs> viable information, that's when he pretty much broke it to me. Like, okay, bro. You know what I'm saying? Straight over with, we know what's going on. You caught red-handed, blah, 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 blah. All right, bet. It is what it is. I got to hold myself accountable at this point. Y'all got me, for sure. All right? They arrested. it, throw the cups on me walk me out of the apartment, uh, sit me down in the van, and now this is when just the reflections come into play. Like, a lot of just self-reflection. Just me holding myself accountable, me trying to figure out what's going to happen next, nobody's communicating anything, but I know I'm going to be straight. I just don't know how anything going to play out. I just got you know what I'm saying, just take note of every minor detail, but remain positive, and you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, it's accountability. I got to hold myself accountable at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So it's, hey, man, it is what it is at this point. So enjoy this hot one last time. That's what I remember telling myself <laughs> before we pull it off. Enjoy this hot one last time. So we get to one precinct, and it's a typical, typical precinct scene you see in TV shows and movies when they bring the new rest in, sit them down in the chairs, you got officers on the desk. do it. that typical scene, but it's the Chinese version. So I'm sitting there handcuffed, just steady steady at war, of my reflections. Just you know what I'm saying, replaying everything and you know what I'm saying, just in my head, trying to figure out what's gonna happen next, you know what I'm saying? How how everything gonna play, how I'm going you know what I'm saying? How how how's this situation gonna play out? And like 40 minutes pass, they call me, they get me, they come get me, and we get back in the van. So now I'm like, I don't know where we going now. So we we riding and we end up at another precinct. This one's a lot bigger. They have holding cells in it. So they had me change clothes and process me and put me in a holding cell. I'm in this holding cell eight other Chinese dudes. Um, I'm still just reflecting, 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 like, and disbelief, like, this shit really happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, man, man, what the fuck? Like, I'm just like, damn, this shit is crazy. Um, so, and I'm at this second precinct for 14 hours. Within that 14 hours, uh, they do a, an official interrogation on me. Um, and by that time, I had plenty enough time to come up with a story to finesse the officers with. So, that, it, it, but that the, the whole scene, the interrogation scene, is very dramatic in the book just because they walk me down to the bottom of the basement, right? The basement of the, uh, the, of the precinct, into this room, and they walk me to this chair that looks like an electric chair, but it's all metal. Everything locks your ankles, thighs, your waist, your chest, and your arms all in the one right place. So I'm sitting in this, I don't think I can move in my head. So I'm, I'm sitting, in, I'm locked into this chair doing my whole interrogation, just like it here. You know what I'm saying? So the scene is very dramatic just from that aspect. And um, it's funny as well, just because the questions they ask me, it, it, it's, it's an interesting book, for real, for real. There's a lot of different elements and genres that coincide with it. But after interrogation, have me sign, thumbprint, the, the transcriptions of the, of the interview. Um, take me upstairs, do my mugshot and hand print and all of that, and send me back and throw me back in the holding cell, and I'm in the holding cell for the remainder of time. And I'm just, now at this point, I'm just reflecting all of that, that everything that is taking place up to this point, I'm coming down from my high, so now I'm getting sleepy, fade in out of consciousness still handcuffed <laughs> so i'm sitting down handcuffed trying to lie down handcuffed just you know what i'm saying trying to get comfortable as i can you know what i'm saying time hell of time has passed i look up at the windows completely dark outside um so the officers come by just told cell, get me again walk me to the lobby and they bring me my basket of clothes and tell me to get dressed so i'm like oh shit I bet. I'm like, my statement worked, everything worked, hey, everything worked out perfectly. I bet. I, mean, I get dressed. I'm just sitting there waiting. Now I'm just, what's gonna happen next? There ain't nobody communicating nothing. I'm just like, what's gonna happen next? So the officer's like, you know what I'm saying? They had me follow them through a door that's behind the front desk. Right. So enter the door, I'm in the hallway now. At the end of the hallway. It's a room, small room, and it's crowded with officers. There's hella officers in the room. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I'm following the CO to the to the room. And as I enter, I realize I'm in the evidence room. Like it's hell, it's shelves, hella evidence bags on the shelves from different cases and shit. On the tables, four different, four different uh C monitors where they watch the footage from the body cameras of the officers. And to the left of the TVs. It's all the evidence was confiscated from my apartment. So I'm like, okay, this this is definitely the intake. You know what I'm saying? This evidence room for sure. So they take the flour that I had left, the cannabis, and they weigh it up in front of me. I had 1.4 grams. Now those that don't know anything about cannabis or anything, you know what I'm saying? But just think about units of measurement. 1.4 grams of anything isn't a lot. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It, It isn't a lot. So literally, I'm talking about Man, I don't have a I don't have a lot at all. But you know what I'm saying? They take note of everything, put it on paper, have me sign, thumbprint it. I can't read nothing, but sign and thumbprint it, and we get back in the van. I don't know where we going. I'm 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 hoping they're gonna take me back to the apartment. You know what I'm saying? I don't know though. So it's
0: like one Sunday in the
1: morning. We just riding, riding, riding. I'm like, bro, I don't feel like we get anywhere close to the apartment. I just feel it in my spirit, but I'm like, I don't think we get anywhere close to where I live. And about 40 minutes pass, and we arrive at this facility with tall walls and barbed wire. And I was like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> I see what's going on for sure. I see what's going on for sure. I thought it was over with. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Like, ah. So we get in. You know what I'm saying? Take me to the nurse's office, do all the typical blood pressure and all that. You know what I'm saying? All that bull. Um had me throw my uniform on, put all my stuff in a bag and put it in the in the storage room. And they walk me upstairs to the second level of the uh, of the facility. And now we on the on the floor where all the all the males are um incarcerated. Um so we walk in, get sale 209. He opens the door the c o opens the cell door and as he's opening the door, just what I see just throws my psych for a loop immediately It it's four o'clock in the morning immediately first thing I see are two inmates two Chinese inmates standing up against the wall, watching the rest of the inmates that are lying down sleep so these pretty these pretty much the only people that's up. I'm the only one that's up so we make eye contact, they looking at me, I'm looking at them crazy as hell. Like they shocked to see me, and I'm just like, but what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the, what's going on in here? Um, so I look at the inmates at sleep. and the way I describe it in the book, it looked like it looked like a slumber party. Like back in the day, you had to sleep over with you and your cousins and your friends, and you know what I'm saying, it's a limited amount of space to sleep, so we all just gotta make room. That's what it looked like. But these bunch of random grown men. So I'm sitting there doing a head count once. There's right, 15 of us in the cell. How many beds is it? My, the beds are just wooden, wooden bunks, wooden, wooden bunks with cubbies up underneath. Uh, it's not wooden beds, so it's 15 of us in the It's not wooden beds. Okay, that explains why it looks like a slumber party over here for sure. Look to my left. It's a bathroom. It's its own separate room, but all the walls are made of glass. Um, it's a sink, of course. The toilet is a squat toilet, so pretty much a hole in the ground. That you got to squat over. The shower is a water hose with a shower head tied to it. Black mold all on the walls. Flies and gnats and shit flying around. Um, So just after just scanning the cell, I'm just like, man, this shit crazy. I'm like, it's crazy. it's crazy. So I approached the slumber party looking for a place to lie down. And one of the inmates that's standing up taking watch, he wakes up two inmates to make room for me, and they do. And they had me set my bowl in the cubby so i just lie down on my back you know what i'm saying my hands on my chest like this here and just staring up at the bright ass like this and just just in complete disbelief uh uncertainty um man shock just like i was just like man this is real i don't know what's going to happen how this going to play out nobody knows i'm here i ain't been able to contact nobody nobody explained anything to me up until this point I'm pretty fucked right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, It's looking pretty bad right about now. Um, but, hey, at the end of the day, accountability. First and foremost, accountability. You got to hold yourself accountable. For sure. And moving forward, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, first thing first, in order for folks to figure out or start, you know what I'm saying? They got, folks got to know where I am. for You know what I'm saying? For this this process to speed up but I'm like, I, my disappearance will be, it was already, it, it was uh, sampled earlier today when I didn't show up to the event. My, I told you I was supposed to go to the event. So when I did, I was meeting friends and coworkers there. So when I, I'm like, okay, I didn't show up to the event. I'm sure they called me, I ain't answered. It's kind of weird, but it ain't really a red flag, but it's kind of weird though. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely raising attention. So I'm like, when I don't show up for work on Saturday, my eight o'clock class. That's gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like one of the co-workers at the school I worked at, I was gonna meet at that event. So, like, I ain't gonna show up to the event, ain't here for class. Okay, something happened. I'm like, okay, that that's what I'm like, okay, that's gonna be that's gonna set it in stone. Like something's wrong. That's gonna be the major red flag right there. So boom. And then I had a girlfriend at the time. So I'm like, let me not respond to two of her messages. That's gonna set off another red flag. So I I don't know. That's the first thing first. Folks gotta realize that I'm missing, and then the search for me will start. And you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure they'll be able to figure out where I am after that. But first, you know what I'm saying? Until then, I'm gonna have to sit for a little bit <laughs> <Out>. <laughs> until all that play out. So, you know what I'm saying? Until then, bro, just get you some rest. You know what I mean? As much as you can, and just you know what I'm saying, we're gonna just take it step by step, bro. You know what I'm saying, at this point. So and that, like I said, this is all the first. This pretty much all the first chapter that I just sat here and just walked. <laughs> and there's 13 other more chapters. So it's a very, 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 very great, great read. Um, so I'm locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 15 people to one cell, nine wooden beds. So I don't leave the cell at all, pretty much. Um, for them 14 days straight, all I had was one bowl and one spoon. That is it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a journey for sure. It's a journey for sure. Very enlightening, though, you know what I'm saying? You learn a lot about just me and my spirit and my perspective on things and get introduced to just different ideas and perspectives that most people won't even really be exposed to or think about themselves, meet a lot of different characters and, you know what I'm saying, learn more about their background. Most importantly, you learn about China and its culture and its people. And it's... uh uh prison system <laughs> you know what i'm saying you learn about all of it so it's just like it, it's a very 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 enlightening read as well as entertaining for sure for sure. for sure for sure
0: what's been the reaction from people that have read your book are they like kind of shocked at what their systems like or mm-hmm. they're kind of knowledgeable now on what goes on in china and things like that
1: yeah, you definitely you 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 just shocked and one because this is like how let me ask how many people do you know that lived in China?
0: None.
1: So that alone. Yeah that alone right there is just like all I gotta oh yeah, I live in China for a little bit. Folks will stop me right there. You live in China. What was you doing in China? Or oh, you must have been in the military. Oh no, now you went in the, oh you studied abroad? No. Nah. What well, what damn, what was you doing over there then? You know what I'm saying? So it was like just from that whole aspect, folks and I are just used to people. Oh, y'all, living that's that's a within itself. Yep. Especially, you know, especially a man of color, oh what oh, and you ain't in the military, or oh, you ain't no no on no school shit. So it's like y'all landed my first job over there. That that ain't just eyes get big, they just blown, you know what I'm saying? Oh, then I tell you I got locked up too. age hey, now. It's just like, oh <laughs> they just like what like, I can't even believe it, you know what I'm saying? So but the book has has done amazing on Amazon and especially just in the streets as well. Um, I've ranked number one. I, when I first dropped the, the first verse, original version of 14 Days in Beijing on April 4th, 2020, the anniversary date of when I got locked up, April 4th, 2019. So April 4th, 2020, I dropped the first version of the book. Well, I was still on pre-sale. It ain't even April 4th yet. Wow, one in three different genres, and ever since then I've ranked number one, well over fifteen times in multiple different genres. So, um, cause like I, it's just is it's, it's it's suspenseful, it's mysterious, it's a true crime, it's dramatic, it's it's so many, it's the travel, it's so many different genres that this story can fall into. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't just it ain't just one, nah, bro, it, no, nah, it, it ain't just one. So, uh, it's it's done quite well and. That's just on Amazon. Me selling it in the streets of my community. Oh, man. I can't even tell you how many copies I've sold. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I, I couldn't give you an estimate. Like I don't know.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't even know. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's going crazy for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. And it's just like, man. I knew it was going to go crazy when I was writing it and editing it. I'm like, I'm like yeah, this, this is going to be something for sure. I didn't think it would go there. <laughs> It's crazy, and it's like, well, but it's like, nah, you knew it was going to go crazy, though, bro, so it's like, yeah, it's doing with, like exactly what you knew it was going to, be. and you're still just scratching the surface. There's still plenty plenty of people that don't know nothing about 14 Days, so still oh, yeah.
0: gonna,
1: you still got a lot of marketing to do, <laughs> my brother, so it's just like, you know what I'm saying, so, yeah, man, it's just, hey, man, I'm just getting started for real, for real. And I got a lot of different ideas that I want to do with the story, you know what I'm saying, just I don't want to negate, neglect myself from, or negate myself from any market. Not everybody reads. Trust me. I know that. <laughs> my, my people don't read at all. Um, so like when I first, this cover you see right here, it's up underneath my uh, my little things. This is the original version of 14 Days in Beijing. So I dropped the entire story in a five book short story series. So I'm just telling the whole story, but it's in five different books, and they all short stories. Just because I know people don't read like that, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, let me just keep it short and engaging, mm-hmm. I'm keep you running more, ready for the next one. And then I turned around, boom, slapped it all together as one book. You know what I'm saying The second calendar year later, second anniversary of April 4th. You know what I'm saying? It's a holiday to me. April 4th was a holiday for me, so yeah, I brought it all together, full circle. Then, um, so. Yeah, you know, just when that aspect of just writing it physically, okay. Still though, people don't read like that. So it's like, well, a lot of people like I got an audio book coming soon for folks that don't like to read. You rather listen to it. I got you. <laughs> uh, you don't like to listen to nothing or read nothing. You rather watch something. Well, at best believe my end goal is to turn this into a film or a series TV show series that whatever. Yeah. I got you, for sure, for sure. Like, it's multiple, multiple projects I want to do with this one project. I, I think it'd be dope to do an anime, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Anime will be too hard. <laughs> 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 be too hard. A comic book, all that. Be too hard. Too hard. So it's like, it's a lot of different projects that I want to do with this one project. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, I'm just running a couple marathons trying to get established, man. That's all it is at this point. Just I already received success. So it's like, hey, Let's just keep the momentum going. That's it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Florida's bitch, instead of got them easing up on the gas and you know what I'm saying, Trying to hit the brake a little knob. Nah.
0: The final question I'll ask you, for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals, and rise to the challenge?
1: First and foremost, you got to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, all that other shit is out the window. How can that be if you don't know nothing about you? Yep. Yeah, well, you, who you are what you stand for. You don't know nothing. So it's just like, you don't know nothing. You don't stand for nothing. You're going to fall for anything. First and foremost, learn yourself. I'm talking about to the T, to the core. I can see him talking about myself all day, every day. You'd be sick and tired of me talking about myself because I know myself that well. And I'm not moved by anything, no opinions, nothing of like that. I'm going to stand on what I stand on. So yeah, there's a tip of advice, learn yourself. And if you, you know what I'm saying, man, how can I go about doing that? Hey, travel to some place you've always been interested in, but never gone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And when you do that, go by yourself. Now, of course, you're going to be in a completely different environment than what you come from or familiar with. So you'll need your phone to navigate, you know what I'm saying, and all of that. But in regards to just communication to the outside world, that's not physically within the space that you're in right now, uh, communication, x uh, X all that out. Communicate with people that's physically there with you, for sure. Yeah. As far as the outside world that you can access, oh, hell no, negate, delete all that. Delete all that, you know what I'm saying? Just use your phone, just strictly, just for, tr- you know what I'm saying? Navigation and, you know what I'm saying, all of that. So go someplace you've always been interested in, go by yourself and see how much you learn about you. And definitely you're gonna comp- be comparing what you know, well, at least what you're able to gather about yourself and where you come from and how you grew up and how you go about doing things versus where you are physically and how they came up and how they go about doing. You know what I'm saying? Just be able to, you just learn a lot for sure, for sure. So, and that's just a, a small little tip, you know what I'm saying? Just to start to learn yourself. At least, you know what I'm saying? Put you in a, in a vulnerable position to so where you ain't got no choice but to, you know what I'm saying? Rely yep. on you so that's the typical advice i got one piece and then it's just like hey man whatever it is that you want to do in life man you can do it um you're gonna face adversity without a doubt you're gonna face adversity um and literally the advice i'm giving y'all is what i did I, see i was i was interested in china jumped off the porch went to china by myself solo dolo you know what i'm saying and yeah it played out the way it was supposed to for sure but it's like i learned so much when it was all said and done, you know what I'm saying. And now, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm run, I found my purpose. With all that being said, you know what I'm saying. And you know I'm saying? and I pose question. questions like, Are you chasing what you're doing? Where you are currently in life and what you're doing? Are you chasing a dream? Or are you fulfilling your purpose? Are you chasing a dream? Or are you fulfilling your purpose? Two different things. So if it can't answer that, you know what I'm saying? So learn yourself. Are you chasing dreams? Are you feeling your purpose? Two. Um, three, you're going to face adversity. You're going to face, you know what I'm saying, hardship, trials and tribulations. That's what comes with everything. It comes with anything you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Shit ain't going to be easy. Ain't nothing going to be handed to you. It's going to be a marathon. Yeah. It's a marathon. Ten toes, but with your ten toes to the ground, you gotta keep going, keep going. Don't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality between whoever else is going through this, or already went through this, or is finna go through this, is that you're not gonna quit. When it's all said and done, you willing to take? You gonna take the stand behind? Hey, I'm willing to die behind what I'm getting after right now. And that's you know what I'm saying with just that mindset and that mentality, man. That's what you an extremist like the great y'all. Folks like Kobe and, you know what I'm saying, all these, you know I'm saying? these great greats, you know what I'm saying, okay, this is what, all right, you think they just, nah, <laughs> like it's really levels to it, like it's a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all of that, so it's like, yeah, it's going to be a marathon, but you know what I'm saying, you're going to face your hardships, but man just don't quit at the end of the day, adversity introduces a man to himself.
0: Well, Chancellor, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people, and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you.
1: I appreciate you for having me on, man. For sure, for sure. Like, um, to everybody that's tuned in, man. Hey, man. Peace, love, and prosperity to you, man. Keep running your marathon. Stay ten toes now, man. For
0: real. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for the full-length episode and video format. What path will you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.